No Ideas Original Sports. I'm here with Reem and Theo. How's the week been so far, Reem? So far, so good, man. How's everything on your end? Oh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Listen, we had um, we got NFL camps that opened this past week. We had the NBA draft, and we had Major League Baseball trades. And this week, we said, you know, I guess we'll, you know, we'll talk about it next week. This week is NBA free agency, so we'll have more to talk about next week too, especially in light of the draft. So, um, just just looking at this. Talking about the NFL camps and opening up or something. Um, one thing that stands out already is Carson Wentz is hurt. So, <laughs> I mean, that seems to be a thing for him. What do you think of that whole situation? Do you know the severity of it? Because I, I know it's a foot injury this time. Supposedly he was running. He felt the twinge or whatever they referred to it as in his foot as he planted or something. But either way, for him, you know, it's, it's tough. The guy has all the talent in the world. He just can't stay healthy. It's unfortunate. And that's one of the concerns. Like, I know originally before the Jets, we got Wilson. There was some, like, excitement over the possibility of bringing Wentz in. And I was concerned about it for this reason, you know. The guy just cannot yeah. stay healthy. That's why with him, you you need a, a very high level, a quality backup with Wentz. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. know. Who's, the, who's the Colts backup? They don't really have. They got two guys, Jacob Eason and a second-year guy and a again rookie Sam Ellinger. I don't think that. I think right now they're saying that he may be able to play Week One, but I wouldn't be surprised if they would be in the the veteran quarterback market. So it looks like you know, whereas whereas a lot of people thought the Jets might try to bring in Nick Foles, I think he's going to become a more popular guy now than before. And I think a couple of guys out there probably become more popular guys they just got to find guys that fit their system so you might see like a guy like um the guy that was the the backup on the, on the jaguars mom blake bortles i think he you might yeah. see a guy like that surface um i don't think i think the um the jaguars are going to keep guard the as the backup so i can see see that what about uh what about the guy who who was back up on the jets last season um, Flacco. Yeah, where, where's Flacco at now? Is he still? I don't, I, I think he's still playing, but I, I don't, I, I'm not sure if it's um. Like he might like, be a name to watch out for in that market too. But I know if I'm uh if I'm Wentz, the last person I want to see come through that door is Foles. You know, it's like the Foles <laughs> thing all over again. Yeah, that is true. That would be that would be something. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Wentz and for the Colts because you go into it thinking this guy is gonna be gonna be your starter, and here he is. And again, he it's not like it's a season. At least from my understanding, it's not like a season ending, but no. it's like almost like a sign of things to come. I know it's that, that feeling of here we go again. Um, Joe Flacco is actually the backup quarterback of one of the guys trying to be the backup for the Eagles. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's he's going to try to be the backup for the Eagles. But I'm sure, yeah, there's got to be a veteran market out there where the Colts can at least sign sign somebody. But if you're the Colts, let's say now, just seeing this, because again, given Wentz's history, 
Now, do you go into it thinking, all right, Wentz is, is a viable starter for me moving forward? Or, or is that is there like that concern now of, oh, I got to go out and maybe get a, another legitimate starter because I don't know if we can trust this guy's help. Yeah. So, Theo, listen, we were talking about um, the Carson Wentz. We started talking about the NFL camps, and we already, you know, the first cop that came up was Carson Wentz again. What do you think of that whole thing with Wentz, you know, already getting injured? Yeah, some guys have that bad luck in life, man, from the sports, man. You know, they're always injured all the time, no matter where they're at. Uh, that being said, that good defense, that good offense, that weapons in place. And these guys finally have a good, serviceable quarterback, or a very good quarterback, and he can't, he can't stay healthy. Um, who, who's out there for them to um, replace him, just in case this is kind of serious? Um, you go break bottles. Yeah, uh, so I was thinking, like, bottles. Yeah. Um, you I know, know. I know. I know. We mentioned uh, Nick Foles, but uh, listen, I mean, when after that happened, you know, they went to chip. So I suggest co-sign, <laughs> try to trade for uh, Nick Foles. I guess, man. You know, so. But that being said, you know, Carson Wentz, man, you know, he, he just has a uh, bad luck right now uh, early in his career. Is Jacoby Brissett still there? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he is. I don't think he is. No, yeah, I don't I don't think, think he is, is there. Yeah, he, he, that was one of the things where they had some decent backups, Brissett being one of them, and then they kind of sort of got rid of him or let him walk or whatever the case may be. Right. And now you're kind of here you go again, stuck in this situation. But Fultz, you know, I think Fultz is, uh, Fultz, uh, Wentz is a great player, but he just can't stay healthy. The guy flashed MVP talent, what, a, a season, two seasons ago, something like that? Right. Um, and then... Here he is again, hurt. So it's unfortunate. But if I'm if I'm the Colts, um, I'm thinking about maybe. Obviously, you need somebody ready to go right now. But I'm thinking about maybe drafting a quarterback or getting another starter in there at some point. Because um, I don't know if I could trust him. His health, that is. You want to hear something interesting? What about Mitchell Trubisky? Is he a free agent? I know he definitely, yeah, he was definitely available that much. I know. Yeah, because remember Dalton, Dalton, and um, Dalton and Ohio State quarterback. I don't know why I forgot his name. Yeah, yeah, they're the quarterbacks on the Bears right now. Mm -hmm. And they got Foles too, so I'm pretty much sure they let Trubisky walk. Right. Colts better with the Colts better bringing back um, Jacoby. Yeah. Better, you know the system yeah. already. Yeah. So I would try to do that one, one more time. So I got a chance to um see you know flipping through the NFL TV. So I got a chance to see J um Jerry Jones talking with with the playmaker about the season, and they were doing like some drills with the um receivers and and corners or something. One of the things they were saying is that they they feel good about the um the new corners they have, the new young guys. We got a Cowboys guy here. What do you what do you think about those guys? Oh, well, it sounds good, man. But at the end of the day, Andy Brown never been a starter, even when he was healthy. I mean, last year he played with broken ribs last year, so I respect that. You know, he played a whole year with broken ribs. That's how he's finding healthy. But he was healthy, man. Um, you know, he, he was getting burnt most of the time. He has very good speed. He's more yeah. he's more of a uh, slot CB. Uh, Jordan Lewis, he's he's a bit of, he's a better uh, cover guy. Well, he's always been a slot guy since day one. So um, seeing him playing, seeing him playing, or covering uh, the ones and twos will be kind of, kind of tough for him. 
a good adjustment going going forward during the season though. But um I'm I wanna see um the rookie out there with Kentucky and uh Trevor Diggs out there more more, more than anything else, man. Just throw guys in the fire, man. And and go from there. I I already seen what Anthony Brown can do and Jordan Lewis can do, so I mean, it's, it's interesting because the Cowboys had a similar thing to the Jets. Like, the Jets didn't bring in any, like, veteran quarter, corners. And they got, so they got a whole, a completely untested group. But I was a little concerned about them, you know, with the first, with the Zach Wilson thing, taking an extra day to sign and all that type of stuff like that. But yeah. I was happy to see that Makai Becton was back in time for camp. So that, that was really good. Right. So, I mean, Again, we'll see, we'll see what happens with those guys. But the secondary, they didn't address at all, and they didn't get a deal done for um, the safety. Was, uh, oh, uh, Marcus May? Yeah, yeah, they didn't get a deal done. So that ought to be interesting, you know, what, what happens there. He's a good player. Yeah, they, they you know, the Jets, like being a Jets fan, we have a history of this, you know, <laughs> of, of not, not bringing back our talent, letting them walk. Seems like... Uh, we don't do a, a great job of, of keeping some of our guys happy, our quote-unquote stars or, or top-level talent. Yeah. Like you said, I was happy to see that Wilson did sign. I think that they were saying the holdup initially was, I guess, over the guaranteed money. I think he ended up getting like 22, because the, the contract is fully guaranteed, 30-something million, I think, or something like that. But I think 22 million of it was the signing bonus somewhere around there. Yeah. And he got it. So I'm, I'm happy and I'm I'm excited to see him, you know, Wilson. He managed to get it like set up too. Where I know he was talking about something against injuries. So how they did it was I think they actually gonna pay it to him in the next 15 days, the whole 22 million dollars. So yeah, that was, that was one of the yeah that was one of the big things was he wanted his money that big signing bonus like relatively quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's interesting. Then you look at... Um, even even uh, in general, the Jets, um, even when they had veterans, <laughs> those veterans were, were concerned back there. Um, outside yeah. of May, and to me, May came on kind of sort of like late, so to speak, to me, because initially I was a little bit concerned about him too, as well, that like he wasn't going to pan out when we first drafted him. And he kind of saw it to me, turned it around. But we we had some veterans back there over the years, and these guys, I don't know. Well, I think Tremaine Johnson was a mistake. I mean, I think they paid him a lot of money, but at least they cut their losses right away. Right. So, yeah. That was one thing. And then I think they missed on a couple of veterans this this um, offseason. I know um, the corner from the Steelers was highly touted, and they were looking at him, and then um, somebody snatched him up. Was the, so they lost out on that but I think there's still a few guys out there <clears throat> it's just going to depend on how they look in the, how they look in probably the preseason on these um, scrimmages and stuff but I, I would definitely say you know that would be my biggest area of concern for them then you're looking at um, the Giants Saquon you know they're keeping it hush as to whether he'll be playing game one or what his status is and stuff like that and then I've been hearing that basically the Giants have put themselves in the same position the Jets were. So if Daniel Jones doesn't pan out this year, they're probably going to cut ties with him. I don't know. To me, he seems like he was uh, coming along. He's a, a bit reckless with the ball. 
you know, throwing the ball all over the place. But at the same time, I kind of like that about him to some degree, especially as a Jets fan, because I thought um, I thought the last guy we had on the Jets, he was just too reserved. He was like scared to throw the ball down the field. Um, Darnold. Yeah. So I kind of like seeing that from uh, from the Giants QB. So I don't know. I think Daniel Jones, I thought he was coming along decent. Outside of his turnovers, I think he still has a lot of room to improve, but I wouldn't give up on him this early unless he has an absolutely terrible season or something or, you know, God forbid, some type of injury or whatever the case may be. I think it's too early to give up on him personally. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, he showed flashes throughout the season. He has a good arm. He's, he's fast for a Caucasian, so to speak, you know, for sure. <laughs> um, he has to work on his decision-making, that's for sure. He could be kind of like, a, I guess, a very farverish to try to fit in passes, uh, you know, or force, force, the force passing into tight coverage. Um, the key to the Giants right now, I, I me personally, being a Cowboys fan, is their own line. That weapons on offense, the defense is is is, is going to be very good. Like Washington defense, you know. So um, yeah. they, have, they have the receivers, you know, they got the tight end, um, they got the running back for sure. If the O line holds up and, and protects well, the Giants gonna be a problem. They'll, they'll be a, a, a playoff team for sure. Yeah, I mean, like you brought up a team keeping it in the you know on the East, the AFC and NFC East. You brought up the Redskins. I think the Redskins might have the what like have one of the top front line you know defensive lines in the NFL. Yeah, front seven for sure. Yeah, that front seven is is one of the toughest ones. So I think I think the Redskins could stay in games just by that front seven, keeping the game close, keeping the game low. So that and uh, you got Fitzpatrick, who's definitely proven to be you know been able to put up yeah. points. They have yeah. some, they have some guys. Yeah, I like Fitzpatrick. Yeah, so do I. I like him. I like him a lot. I really do. So and you go back to AFC East. I still think the Buffalo Bills are probably still the the class of that division. I think New England got better, but I don't know. If they, if how much better that I can say they'd be better than Buffalo at this point. Yeah, and like you said, I still think Buffalo is, is top dog over there. And I, I wonder, not to say obviously he's a great coach, Belichick, but did he get exposed a little bit, you think? With Tom Brady leaving out of there, going to win that ring, Super Bowl? I don't know. They spent a lot of money, I'll tell you that, to try to make up for it. Um, yeah. So they... They got a lot of proving to do, especially Belichick, to me. After Brady got that ring, um, Belichick has to prove something. And, I mean, I look at it, I think Cam Newton will probably be the starter. Well, if he plays really well, he'll continue to be the starter for the season. But I wouldn't be surprised, depending on what the record, unless they're like 5-3 and three at the end of eight games or 6-2, and two, I can see them switching over to Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I don't know if Cam's gonna make it through the full season then. Well, they're already announcing being a starting quarterback right now. Cam Newton, Newton, I should okay. say. So, uh, but that being said, uh, Mac Jones is for real. I think yeah. Mac Jones um, makes better decisions for sure. As far as like reading defenses, I don't think Cam is known for reading defenses for sure. No, or make, or make the audibles. That's for sure. He he's he's his own audible by, by using using his legs, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna improve. They made, they made a lot of um, signings, you know, certain tight ends and linebackers and cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, and Belichick's a good coach, man. I mean, I understand Brady wanted to chip without him, but people forget that um, we have uh, Drew Bledsoe. They were the best team in the NFL, and they're gonna yeah. win that chip that year too. Yeah, 
without without Brady. So if Drew and Drew didn't get hurt and get crushed by how God for the Jets, I think it was I forgot his name who crushed them on the sidelines, man. But, yeah. 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 That team, that year, that year, they was definitely on their way to least reaching Super Bowl. Yeah. So. yeah. I think if you you look at you look at that too, I mean, they also had the most players that didn't come back for COVID that took the season off. So they got a lot of those guys back. So that should help out a lot too. Right. I mean, when, yeah, I look at the last, when I look at the last team in that division, I think I don't I mean, I, I think Miami is probably going to maybe take a little bit of a step back. I know they got some problems with the corner. He doesn't necessarily want to be there. He feels he's underpaid, which is football is kind of crazy because previously, like the year before, he signed a deal that was the highest paid cornerback deal. And just a year and a half later, now he wants to renegotiate, which is it's probably not going to happen. So who knows how that plays out. Right. And you got, a disgrunt- you got a disgruntled running back that says he wants to be Jordan Howard, wants to be traded. So you got a couple of things going on over there. And Tua openly admitted last year that he didn't know how to read the defense or do audibles or anything. So there's a couple of interesting things going on in, in Miami. So I don't know how they're going to be this year. Yeah, I would agree. They're, they're kind of like a wild card team. You don't know what you're going to get from them. Uh, Tua... Um... I think if Tua didn't get hurt, he should have stayed in school. I think, I think him getting hurt made him come out in the draft a year too early. I don't think he was ready. Kind of spawnless in stature. Um, you can have a big arm in college. I mean, I mean, you have a big arm in NFL, you know, yeah. from what I see from him. So, um, I mean, Miami is tough and young, up and coming. He had a good coach. He coached them out real good last year, so... The other offspring for sure. Now I don't know if they'll be better than New England in, in, in Buffalo. Yeah. But um, if they get the creepy situation in order, it'll be a problem in the next two or three years for sure. But next year coming up, this is coming up. I see them being competitive, but probably the third best team in the division. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things too with with uh, Tua is was he thrown in there? Like I, I'm a fan of throwing these quarterbacks in and letting them learn sometimes and sometimes. I, I like the opposite approach, kind of like uh, what happened with with um, Favre, right? With Aaron Rodgers, where Rodgers sat for a while. Um, but do you think Tua was thrown in there a bit too early? Because it all to me, it almost seemed like that pressure to get him, get him in there. Well, I mean, it probably come from him being a high draft pick, but they messed up by um, listen when he got hurt and put in uh, Fitzpatrick. They balled out, man. Yeah, yeah no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because uh, remember it, it caused like that Fitzpatrick controversy, right? Because Fitzpatrick was saying all type of stuff in the media, like publicly about it. He he obviously yeah. and rightfully so. He wasn't happy. Yeah, I mean, football is only it's only 16, 17 games, man. So you got go you got go the hot quarterback. That's for sure. It's remind me of, of a Prescott and Romo. You know, when Romo got crushed. You know, he put in Pres- Prescott. We we went in like you know ten out of twelve games, so to speak. You can't put Wilmo back in there. The chemistry is there, you know what I'm saying? The, the players is feeling good, so. But uh, the two of that got a lot to prove, for sure. Yeah. And then looking at the last NFC East team, looking at the Eagles, I mean, I'm glad to see see um this guy get a chance to be the quarterback. I'm interested to see how Jalen Hurts does. It seems like the, the rest of the teammates rally around him or something. 
I don't know how much talent they have. You know, they've been drafting receivers and different things. So they, in theory, they should have talent. The running game is usually pretty good, you know, with the running back guy committee. Committee, rather. Right. So I'm, I'm interested to see what Jalen Hurts can do. Yeah, me too. I, I almost felt like they were kind of, and again, he may not, he may or may not be the quarterback of the future, but it almost seemed like they was disrespecting him around the draft time, uh, around the draft, right? Where it was like, he was almost coming across to me like he was an afterthought. Like, right. hey, we got to go in. We got to bring in another quarterback. But I really, I don't think he ever really got too big of a fair shot. You know, so now, like uh, Kenyatta said, this will be his his opportunity to show what he has. And the team, when he, whenever he does play, I think, like you said, they rally around him. They play pretty well. So I'm excited to see what he does. See if he can capitalize on his opportunity. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the talent is there coming from Alabama, Oklahoma. So he's he used to play in a, in, a, in a high environment, top top uh, competition on the time. So this is his first time, I guess, for the Eagles. He's getting a, a full slate, clear slate, you know, to be the more quarterback for that franchise. So, you know, hopefully he he able to uh, succeed for um, for himself. But uh, who do you got to back up if, if he doesn't play well? Who do you have? Hmm, that's a good point. That's a good, a good question. So it seems like all the eggs is in one basket with us. What says Jalen Hurts? For what oh I wait see. a minute! They actually in live. They actually have Joe Flacco. Oh yeah, yeah. we talked about him earlier. Flacco, yeah. see where he yeah. was. Yeah, you don't you don't want Flacco out there. <laughs> not, not like that all time great O line. If that all time great O line, like you know, from the Adams and stuff like that. You know, Larry Allen. So be it though, yeah. but. And they no, got the guy from um the guy from San Francisco that played started a few times, Nick Mullins. Mm. So it's not like a world beating thing. So a, a lot right. is going to be riding on Hurts. Right. Agreed. Okay. So moving on to the AFC South, we got um we got a couple of teams that might be in a little bit of turmoil. We talked about the Colts and Wentz. I mean, I think the Colts go as Wentz goes. You know, they got a good... I like Jonathan Taylor, the running back. The defense is pretty good. But if they can't pass the ball, you know, we, right. we got to see as how... And then the Texans, we all know the situation there. Now they're willing to trade Watson. I believe they might do... They No, they don't have Brissett. They have the guy that was on San Diego. Um, what's, what's his name? The quarterback that San Diego moved for... Um, we joined the play. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that out. Mm-hmm. But um, they have him there, so they kind of like switching gears. Because remember, they didn't want to. They didn't want to trade Deshaun Watson. Now they're saying that they're willing to trade. The, now they're willing to trade him. So it's 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 going to be interesting there. And plus, too, I mean, as far as evaluating like how you make trades, I couldn't see them getting nearly as much as they could for him before. So the other quarterbacks they have is is Davis Mills. I don't know who that is. Jeff Driscoll, we know him from the Colts for years. And they got Tyrod Taylor, that's who it is. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor will be good for the Colts. Tyrod Taylor's gonna probably be the starting quarterback for the for the Texans. <laughs> okay, yeah. right. Right. With no option. Yeah, with no Deshaun, he's the best option yeah. they got. <laughs> right, right. Plus I think with Watson, they should have they should have moved them early. Because now his value has to be at an all-time low. So what's crazy about you know, that? Yeah, the scandal and everything else. After he, after they announced that they would trade him, I heard like ten more people came forward or something. 
10 more suits came in after they announced they were willing to trade them. So we're going to have to see how this plays out. I don't know what's going to happen here. But it's, it's just, you know what's interesting to me? Is that the, the NFL hasn't put them on that, you know, that, that commissioner's list. And, like, legally, nobody seems to be stopping them. So maybe, who knows what the value of these cases are because usually yeah, he would yeah, have been on the commissioner's list or something else already. Mm. But he's allowed to practice and everything else, so it's just kind of strange right now. If, 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 we think, if we think about it, case been kind of quiet for a while. Yeah, we weren't, yeah. We weren't yeah. talking about it. We weren't talking about it because football season's about to start. That's yeah, yeah, that's right. right you know, that's so, right. Uh, so you know, we'll I don't think he's much home. value, but he still has value. He still, and, and I know, I know the Miami Dolphins were interested. They probably still are. So they they may pull off a deal. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, uh, just get him out of there, man. Uh, we, uh, yeah, yeah, you can just get him out of there. Six round pick. Just get that big black cloud off you guys' franchise. You know, just move yeah. forward. Yep. Yeah. And then we got, the, um, we got the Jaguars. They got the, the prize draft pick or something. I mean, I actually think he's going to be really good. Dude. The, um, what's, the, what's the guy from Columbia? Yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah I think he's going to be really good. Yeah, I think so too. I just wonder, and I'm I'm hoping not, because I, I had that same feeling about Burrow, and then Burrow goes out there, you know, and unfortunately gets hurt. So I'm hoping, you know, nothing like that with anybody, any player, right? So I'm hoping he could actually, we could actually get to see him. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I was excited to see Burrow. He goes see, out. Playing, yeah. yeah, he was playing pretty well. well. He goes out and gets hurt. So yeah. I, hope, I hope nothing similar happens with anybody, but again, especially Lawrence, because I'm excited to see what he has. I know there was a lot of hype and hoopla surrounding him coming out of Clemson. So let's see what he can do at the next level. And I yeah. hope he performs. I hope he lives up to the hype. Yeah. Watch him a few times in college. He, he's, he's very accurate, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I love college football and basketball. He's, he's an accurate quarterback. Yeah. He put out there. Um, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully for the you know Jaguar fans, he he'd be healthy enough. But um, it have a he up and down, seemed like Burrow was. Yeah. But as long as you show the ability to you know uh, uh, stay in our pocket, have a happy feet, and make good plays, you should be happy if you're a Jaguar fan and Bengals fan. Yeah, I mean, I look I look at Lawrence, and the only my concerns with Lawrence is kind of like what you mentioned, Theo. Is he might have happy feet. I don't know what that line, that their offensive line is like. And I don't know what what the talent they have around them is like, you know, it's about the receivers, you know, and different things. I don't know what they really did in that area. So right. it'll be it'll right. be interested to see. I mean, I think the tech the Titans are the class of that division. They got Julio Jones now with with Brown, so and Henry. So I mean, it's gonna be tough to stop those guys. So I mean, real tough to stop those guys from moving the ball. Yeah, Defensively, they're still they're still pretty good. I mean. They, they might have turned the corner, so it, I think it depends a lot on Julio Jones's health too. But I, I think he has something to prove. He seemed like he had a chip on his shoulder, so that's yeah. Be interesting. You know, you know, I'm not into fantasy sports. I, I'm not. I don't even know who you guys are, but that tight end, whoever whoever he is for Titans, should have a breakout year. What I tell out there, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, running game yeah. and receivers. We're at tight ends right now in fantasy football. You guys better pick him up, man. He gonna ball out, man. He gonna yeah, ball he, out. He can, yeah, he's gonna be the yeah, person that's left alone. <laughs> yeah. All the time. So, 
then you look at the NFC South. I mean, obviously the Buccaneers are the class, the cream of the class over there, or something. I mean, I don't think they lost almost anybody. You know, they 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 listen. They they look like they picked up a few. Well, obviously, they picked up some quality draft picks. They drafted pretty well. You know, got some good guys there on the defensive side. And Tom Brady doesn't show any signs of getting older or anything else. So, I think they'll be tough to beat beating that division. Yeah, I think another thing that's scary with them is now they have a year under their belt. Because I thought at the beginning of the season, right, they they there was like some chemistry problems there. Brady was missing receivers. Like I thought they were dropping a good amount of passes. Oh yeah. All right. They they had a ton of drops. Evan dropping passes. But then once they got to the playoffs, it seemed like oh, just before the playoffs they clicked, and now they have that experience coming into this season. That chemistry they're gonna be a problem. Assuming you don't know major injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. This should be a well owned machine. My Cowboys played in week one in oh, Tampa wow. Bay. Yeah, in Tampa Bay. So uh, it's like David gets Goliath right now with week one for us for sure. And, yeah, uh, you know, JP, yeah, JPP, man, he, he, he got a ring beating Brady and now he got a ring winning with Brady. So, you know. Yeah. It's ironic, that's right? You know. That's a tough week one matchup coming off an of injury and stuff. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. Yes, tough. In Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. you get guys, get guys getting their ring ceremonies. Oh, yeah, shit. ring day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're going to try to do us dirty, man, but we'll, we'll see what's up. You know what? Some Sometimes that game may not be as bad if you catch a team where it's, it's the beginning of the season, right? So they're running yeah. off that adrenaline, like you just said, from winning the Super Bowl. But at the same time, it's still that feeling out process. It's different going through these these workouts and stuff like that versus game time. So you may catch them slipping, you know, early in the season versus playing them mid-season where Tom Brady is is in, you know, Super Bowl gearing up for Super Bowl form again. So it's gonna be high school. Gonna be high scoring game, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I look at the other teams in that division, and they really don't have much competition. I think Atlanta's going to take a step back. I mean, the the receivers, you know, losing Julio Jones, like people don't realize, like receivers, it's like kind of a residual thing. The guy on the left is open because the guy on the right has to be double teamed. Mm. So you'll get to see really how good Ridley is. I like Ridley, but you'll get to see he's going to be the double team guy now. So you'll get to see how good he is or something. And listen, we all know that Matt Ryan can throw the ball, but they just seem to never be able to put it together. The Saints. Yeah, I agree. We don't even know who the quarterback of the Saints is. If it's up to me, I would say Jameis Winston, because I don't think the other guy can really throw him. He'll, he can run, but we've never really seen him throw more than like 11 passes in a game, even when he started, or 12 passes. So. They might try to do some kind of craziness with the switching the series. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised. Remember in the playoffs, they switched off and let Jameis Winston run a series and something, and that was the one they got the deep pass for the touchdown. Right. So you don't, you never know. I couldn't. Yeah, Taysom Hill can't throw the ball like Jameis Winston. Yeah, he kind of, for me, he kind of reminds me like a fullback or something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get what the hype is about him. To be honest with you. So they're gonna try to do they're gonna try to give him a fair some kind of shot because they gave him some money. So Yeah. This is a battle. He's like T Bow with a better arm, so to speak. A little little more better arm, so to speak. Yeah. Um 
as far as Atlanta, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing how well um, receiver, the guy's name, receiver from um, Ridley. Ridley, yeah, yeah. yeah because you know now Ridley is, is the main guy out there, so yeah, yep. Yeah, so you know all these years with Julio, you facing the number two CB now, you facing number one CB now, mm-hmm. first time in yeah. career. So you know you facing uh, you know the the Howard, yeah, the Howards and the number uh, one CBs out there. So I'm interested to see how well he plays against uh. Better CBs now that he's a man out there. Yep. And uh, if, if I'm the same, man, you got to go with Jimmy Winston. If Winston can make, make better uh, decision making, there's going to be a problem. Winston can yeah. play. Jimmy, Jimmy's, Jim got an arm, man. He's athletic. He got an arm, man. He, he's a competitor. He just mm-hmm. makes a bad decision making, man. He throws that untilt, man. He'll give you three touchdowns, three interceptions, man. So, so I, got, I got an interesting thing about Jameis. But one thing, I mean, regardless of how he did before, how many people have actually thrown for 5,000 yards in the NFL? So that's right. one thing. Yeah. Right. Secondly, he threw for 30 touchdowns, but it was like 20, 25 interceptions or something. Mm-hmm. We watched last year Tom Brady have those balls bounce off these guys' hands and chests or something. So out of those 25, what if 10 of those was because Godwin and then this guy just bouncing off their hands and chest? Right. Right. I get Mike Thomas is not going to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I I believe that if he can keep the interceptions under fifteen, they'll be willing to deal with him because they're going to pass the ball if they if they let him air it out, they're going to get a lot of yards. And I think to some degree you could you could try to teach somebody um, better decision making, but you can't teach that arm. You know. Yeah. That arm strength. Yeah, right. They just got to get a, a bit under control and stop taking some of these wild chances downfield. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna rely on Kamara early in the season because uh, uh, the receiver is hurt right now. Yeah. So, uh, but Sean Payne's a very good offensive coordinator, man. So uh, he he be ready, prepared, man, for sure. No matter who, no matter if it's Tristan Hill or uh, James Winston. So the last team in that division is the Panthers with um with our guy Sam Darnold as the quarterback. Now I know he loves Robbie Anderson, and I know they might they got um Christian McCaffrey who's a great weapon, and I think they signed back the other receiver. They might have signed him, but no, actually he went to Washington, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he did. Right, got his yeah, name. Right. Yeah, the Washington, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. So I'm not exactly sure, but again, I I think I'm not sold on Donald to be honest with you. I mean, I think his arm strength is average. And I think that he seems a little shell-shocked. So if that line doesn't hold up, I, I think he, you know, he's more, I think Theo brought this up weeks ago about game managers and quarterbacks or something. Mm-hmm. I think he might be a game manager. I don't know, you know, if he's the guy that's going to win the game or move the ball and all that type of stuff. Right. And I, I yeah. think they kind of gave Bridgewater a bad rap because I think Dono is pretty much the same thing as Bridgewater. Bridgewater may be a little better, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I don't think Donald is terrible. I just think he, he was drafted high by the Jets, a lot of expectations. You know, big market, obviously, in New York, and he wasn't able to live up to it. But I don't think he's terrible, but he he's not, um, at least I don't think so. He's not, like, the quarterback of the future um, for your franchise. So he's serviceable, I would say. Um, he's one of those stopgap type of guys, in my opinion. That's what he'll become, like a guy you bring in, 
he, he almost like a, and I don't even think he's as good as him, but almost like a, like he, if he could be like a Fitzpatrick, his career, then I think that would be good for him. You know, a guy who can come in, he's not really a, a main starter everywhere he goes, but he just somehow when he gets an opportunity, produces. I think if Donald could do something like that, he'll be okay. But I don't see Donald as like a, you know, a, a starting quarterback for your franchise, like a future quarterback. Donald has a very good arm, Donald. He got a rock. He got a strong arm. Uh, I think the Jets probably mishandled the situation because he was a high draft pick. So because you're a high draft pick, don't mean that you should throw him in the fire. You know, not, not all guys are ready to throw him in the fire because they're a high draft pick, whether NBA, baseball, or football. Should have drafted him, let him sit for a year, even two years, you know. So I think the Jets dropped the ball on, on handling the situation. I don't think he was ready. I'd be sure that he wasn't ready. Plus, the limelight in New York City, man, the pressure, the newspapers, you know, the media, it's, 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 it, it could be wearing and tiring on you everywhere you go, you know, especially when, you know, you're not playing too well. Um, other Carolinas, no pressure. The media ain't the same. Different environment, you know, fresh start. Um, he seems like a guy that maybe, and maybe as time goes on, could get better. Maybe not right now, though, but right now, there's no pressure in Carolina right now. Right now, you're trying to just find players, man, just, and just improve, man. The thing that always scared me about him is like the whole uh, supposedly like inability to read a defense, like going through his progressions. That's one of the the main things that always scared me about him. I love his arm, Mm -hmm. but if you got a guy who's so locked in on his first on his first receiver and he can't he can't look elsewhere, that's a serious problem, especially in the NFL. You can get away with that in college because guys will break open more often than not that primary receiver. But it's not going to be that way in the NFL. You know, the primary receiver is often covered by the primary (laughs) cornerback, right? So you got to go through progressions, and that's where I think Donald struggles. But you had a good point, Theo, in that going to Carolina, the expectations are a lot lower. Mm -hmm. So maybe maybe that's what it is for him. He'll he'll get a chance to develop a little slower there. Mm -hmm. And you know, he'll get better, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, looking at the NFC West, I mean, we got the Rams, who I, I think it was a good move, moving golf for Stafford. I mean, I've always thought Stafford was a fairly good quarterback. I think he'll be able to, to, to do some things that golf was were able to do, so I think that automatically improves them somewhat. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I thought it was a good trade. I, I like golf. Um, for about a season or two, he had a good a good run, maybe even longer than that. But I think it was definitely time to move on. And Stafford, I would say, is a is a, a notch above golf. So, and plus, um, the coach, he's a, a hell of a um, offensive mind. So now you add a guy like Stafford in there, like you said, who's able to do some of the things that golf couldn't do, and they may be a problem too. The Rams are loaded. On offense and defense, they loaded. Or he was a quarterback. You got a quarterback who can make plays. Staff is, is, is good. Yeah. Been a bad franchise. Don't know what the hell he's doing. So now he got a chance to prove, right, prove everybody that he, he's a real deal. Look what happened to talent. He got the run game. He got the O-line. He got the D-line. He got the uh, cornerback. Got a good head coach who's very creative. You know, and plus the coach who, uh, I guess, plus who, you know, they run the football. You know, and I think that's good for Stafford too to preserve his arm, man. You have a good running game, a running scheme, 
that's good as well, man. You don't want Stafford out there throwing four fifty times, even though he can do that, he shouldn't do that. But uh, that's not that's not good for him or the team down the line. We can't win a championship though. But the Rams, are, the Rams on paper got talent both sides of the ball, man. Yeah, he's going for it. I think another team in that division that quietly got a little better. I think Arizona got a little better. I think, um, you know, you got Kyler Murray with another year. You got A.J. Green. They bought in J.J. Watt. And I think a, a Chandler Jones is back. And I think a kind of under-the-radar pickup was James Conner. He's, mm. he's on the Cardinals now. So I think they got a little better, too. Yeah, they're, they're kind of like a up-and-coming, so to speak. Our team, exciting. Like you said, having like Murray with that additional year under his belt. I, I like the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals are good, but uh, they're not good if uh, Jones is trying to request a trade. So that's the yeah. issue they have right now going right now. So they're good right now. Yeah. If he goes, they're going to be okay, okay good. Because uh, him and Watt on, on, on a D-line is, is, is a great thing to have for a football team. Yeah. But he got weapons on offense. Um, defense is, is pretty good. So um, they're gonna be very competitive, man. They're gonna stick with one of the full teams. Yeah, I think. I mean, for me, I think Seattle is Seattle. I don't think they improved that much as a team. So I think I think a lot of things have to do with the cap they have over there. I think they're pretty much cap strapped. So and I don't even think they had that many draft picks, did they? I, I don't think they 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 had many draft picks. So I think they're gonna they basically bringing back somewhat the same team, if, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I, I don't I don't know you know if that tilts the needle because I do think the Rams the Rams and the, the Cardinals got better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. Um, Seattle seems like one of those teams that's every year they're stuck in that uh that same mode like that kind of like a Green Bay right where where they they're a good team but are they good enough is always the question around them every year like they they're. You know, I think they're a quality team, but I don't see any improvements like you said they made during the offseason or through um, the draft. So how did they get better? Well, the teams did get better. So it's interesting. I think I think a shadow be one of those teams will be on on the on the uh, decline. Uh, they had that they had that window opportunity to win more chips. They didn't do it. Uh, all your money's on uh, Russell Wilson. Was very good quarterback, top five quarterback, he's great. You know, but, uh, but I think the window is closed, in my opinion, the window of the chip. And, um, you know, you can't you can't beat teams just, just, just running football and good yeah. defense, you know, for sure. So they got, they got to do more offensively. And um, that being said, I just think that the time, the time is up right now. I think they'll have a, a 500 uh, kind of season for sure. Okay. Now, do you move on from from Wilson then in that scenario? Like, see see what you can get for him and and go into complete rebuild mode. Well, if you think about it, they was very competitive, very good when they was running football. Had good defense with Marshawn Lynch. Now the offense changed. Now the offense is catered around Wilson. Yeah. Never really doing too much right now. What was crazy too is remember Wilson in the offseason said he'd be willing to be traded to Los Angeles or to Dallas or some craziness. Some weird, I want to be traded, but I don't want to say I want to be traded. Or that was strange. Yeah, yeah, they got some interesting stuff going on there. Then we got San Francisco. Um, Garoppolo's back. 
I mean, he seems whenever he's there, they seem to win. You know, win games. I don't know if he's got enough to win thing, but they went out there and doubled down and drafted Trey Lance. So I mean, I'm pretty much sure if Garoppolo gets hurt again <laughs> and he's out for any extended time, that'll probably be the end of his career on the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said. And that, I think they're a talented team. Yeah. Just can they put it all together? Yeah. Garoppolo doesn't really scare anybody, though. He, she, though. He'll have one game, one good game, then one bad game, then one in between game. You know, so he doesn't really scare anybody out there for sure. I mean, he has a good arm, you know, but ever since he got traded from New England, he, I mean, I, I've been to impressed honestly. But he's very injury prone now, for sure. Yeah, yep. So, looking at the AFC West, I, I think the Chargers may be a little better. I think that um, the quarterback's got an extra year under his belt. And I actually, I like him a lot. Um, what, what, I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, he, he surprised me. Yeah, yeah. He, he surprised me. I, yeah, I, I love him. You know? yeah, yeah, he's really good. <laughs> so, I, I, think, I think they'll be a little better. So they, they, you know, they get... um. They get this guy back. He was out for the whole Bosa's back. So that helps tremendously. So I think they'll be be a little bit better or something than what they were last year. They done for, they switched the coach. I don't think he was necessarily the issue, but they switched the coach. Um, then you look at a team like the Raiders, who I don't think the Raiders going to be much better. I think the Raiders are the Raiders. And I mean, the people love to like the Raiders, but they're just not a good team. Like yeah, like you said, well said. The Raiders are the Raiders. <laughs> the problem with the Raiders is John Gruden is outdated. That's where the problem is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's outdated coach with outdated philosophies. And this is why yeah. And the guys getting paid 100 million guaranteed, man. So yeah, that's insane. I don't know why, I don't know why uh, Al Davis son decided to give him all that money in front of Booth. The guy's outdated, man. The offense yeah. out there, and that, that's issue with open. I mean, uh, Vegas Raiders, man, outdated. Yeah, and and the funniest thing is they like like um blame it on the quarterback, and I actually think he played fairly well. I don't think he did. Yeah, bad. yeah, I don't think Carr is the problem. Yeah, I don't think I agree Carr's with the Theo that Gruden is the problem more than anything else. Right, right. You, you, you see, Gruden got called throw the ball forty damn times. <laughs> when they're doing football, you got Jacobs back there running football, man. Do some yeah. screen with receivers and tight ends, or even running back. You know, you have caught on 40 times. He's that kind of quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then you, got, um, you got the the Colts, who, who not the Colts, the, um, the Broncos, who everybody thought would, um, would be in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, didn't pan out. I think, um, I think this guy we were talking about, he might be the student, might end up being a starter over there from um from Carolina. Uh, what's the date? Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I think they brought that they brought him in. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, I think he might end up competing for the starter. Then I'm not impressed by the other guy they had at all. Yeah, no, got his name too, but yeah, he was too impressive. Yeah, so I think Bridgewater has a shot there, but. I'm not overly impressed with Denver overall either or something. Yeah, I can't think of any like significant moves that they made to actually like move the needle where where I'm gonna say, all right, yeah, Denver's ready to compete now. I think they're still a work in progress. Yeah. 
they have a good defense, one wide receiver, good O line, and a solid quarterback. They played a Cortland, something like Cortland, the running receiver. Cortland Sutton. They, um, they Cortland Sutton, right? Yeah, Cortland Sutton, and they drafted not CD Lamb, but the other guy that was supposed to be mm-hmm. the big deal. Yeah, yeah, I can't get his name right now, but, you know, their team was that, you know, you put, you put Aaron Rodgers there, it could be a oh, problem. Yeah. yeah. A problem. So, you know, the talent is there. Just they're not the quarterback is there right now. Jerry Judy, they drafted right. him. Jerry Judy, right. Yeah. right. So there are a lot of teams yeah. that they're yeah. like yeah. away from being competitive and being a playoff team for sure. And Denver's yeah. one of them. So, moving on to the AFC North, we got the Steelers, who I think are going to take a step back. I think you got a year older quarterback, a defense that's that's they're okay. But I mean, they brought back the receiver, so that was that was a good thing. But I think they lost more than they brought back. So right. it's interesting to see, you know, how they're gonna be. I mean, the one interesting thing that that I think is pretty cool, cool for this guy, he lucked out. They um they got this guy as the backup, the the quarterback from Ohio State, the one who lost his job in Washington. Yeah, Haskins. Haskins, yeah. So this is a chance for him to possibly revive his career. So if he can go back there and stand there and look pretty good, he'll be all right. Because um, Big Ben gets hurt at times, too. So if he can at least secure the backup spot, he might get a chance. Then they got a similar physical frame. So who knows? Yeah. If, yeah. He, this might be his future or something. Plus, Tomlin, Tomlin seems to be fairly good at coach, as a coach. So Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, they they. they. The old line took a massive hit with guys retiring, yeah. you know, injuries, stuff like that. So uh, um, I could see them taking a, a step back or two. You know, I know Big Ben look like he's in shape, supposedly. Um, but a team like that, it's kind of hard to believe they will, uh, you know, take a step back because they're so uh, well-organized and well-respected amongst the NFL. You just, we, we talk about them taking a step back, like, nah, Pittsburgh, nah. But this could be the way they take, a, take two steps back, honestly, with Big Ben. Get up in age, you can't move. A terrible O line, which got worse with injuries and retirement. So, um, could be true. Yeah, they kind of they kind of remind me of a, a football version of the Spurs, where it's almost like plug and play. You know that organization, right? It's, it's right. hard to believe or hard hard to imagine. Um, right, still is right. actually taking a step back. Right. Like every year, I feel like for the last few years, I want to say this could be that year, and it just doesn't materialize. But eventually, I think it's going to catch him, especially Big Ben. You know, I think they probably, in my opinion, should have cut ties with him um, by now, and they didn't. So yeah. this could be that year where finally they they uh, struggle enough and they move on from Big Ben and start rebuilding that team. Well, I'm asking for for um, uh, not to go over. Well. You can't, you, you can't, you can't. You rid somebody who who you can't replace. They yeah. did, did, did a poor did a poor job finding a quarterback the last two three years and building up a quarterback. Yeah. To Big Ben or let Big Ben go. You know, that's why Big Ben signed up again at 40 years old. Did a bad yeah. job trying trying to find a um a new guy in there to replace him. It'll be interesting to see how many reps Haskins gets in the preseason. So that that could be big. If Haskins mm-hmm. can get out there and perform, right, that that might do something there. Great. Look at that, some of the other teams like um the Bengals. 
I would say that the Bengals will be exciting to see. You know, they brought in Joe Burrow's running mate, Jamar Chase, at, at receiver. So I think that'll be helpful. And T. Higgins yeah. and Tyler Boyd, they're already pretty good. So they got good receivers. Right. And I've always right. liked um, the running back with him, Giovanni Bernard, and the other guys. Always Mixon? Good. Yeah. Yeah, Mixon. I always like Mixon. So offensively, I think they'll be able to get a decent tight end, too. I forget his name. But they, they yeah, got, yeah, yeah. So I think offensively they'll be all right. Mm-hmm. What's their What's their offensive line like over there? Well, right. I That's think I, you know, I actually don't think it was so bad. I think Burrow got hurt running. I think Burrow took off. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I don't think he I don't think he got hurt because somebody got back. He did get sacked a lot. He did take a lot of hits. Because now, yeah, I'm wondering, because he, he was relatively mobile, Burrow, I would say, where he he knew when to run, you know. Now, I think he, because he had a significant injury. He tore, what, his ACL, MCL? I know, you know, it was a significant injury. So, if they don't have the offensive line back there to support him, it could be, it could be a problem for them. Yeah. But the one thing I did like about Burrow was his like his ability to um, at least seemingly read a defense. So he's not one of those guys that's holding the ball forever. No. And like you just mentioned, they have the receivers where he doesn't have to. Yeah. So that that part of it is good. He can really pass. He can be. He's accurate. He can get the ball on small windows. He's got a pretty strong arm. So he looked good out there. You got another year to develop. I know he lost a lot of times, but I think he'd be all right. Um, then you got the the Ravens. You got the Ravens and the, the the Browns. The Ravens again brought in. They brought in Sammy Watkins. They brought in another receiver. Um, what's in Russia? Bateman that's supposedly better than Hollywood Brown. Over. I don't. I don't care how many receivers they bring in until they actually make that part of the or a bigger part of the game plan. It won't make a difference. The game plan is to run seventy percent of the time and. 30% of you got the best receiving staff receivers in the in the league. It kind of reminds me, and, and Theo, well, Theo's a big college football fan. Georgia Tech, where Georgia Tech used to have, Georgia Tech used to run the ball 80% of the time and have receivers just standing out there to block. So, so, Hawkins is not bad because he's a fairly decent blocker. <laughs> but until they commit to like passing the ball, it doesn't make a difference how many receivers you get. And when you get to the playoffs, it becomes it becomes kind of predictable because now you know what I'm putting everybody in the box. Our corners will check your receivers one on one because we more than likely you still gonna try to run it. So yeah, like, like you said, that's the thing with them every every season is they kind of sort of have a, a relatively good regular season, and then by postseason, like you just mentioned, everybody has the blueprint uh, blueprint already. And they get exposed. It seems like every every postseason. I'm just waiting for that uh, for teams to basically expose them during the regular season, so that they switch it up. Because it, it is predictable at this point. Yeah, you, you, you know, Sammy. I mean, Sammy Watkins doesn't really move the needle for you guys for the for the Ravens offensively. <laughs> they had to kind of drop the ball on um trying to get Julio Jones. He would have been very good for those guys, and very good for Lamar Jackson too as well. They have a good tight end. He's very good. You know, yeah. Very good. They have a good old line. I have a very good old line when you can run the ball 
through wishbones and options and RPO and stuff. So they have a good O line. Defense has always been good. But um, once again, I mean, I'm not too impressed with the offensive weapons right now. And Lamar Jackson, listen, how great he is, man. He got to stay in our pocket, man. You're not going to win no Super Bowl running football. This is yeah. not mad uh, NCAA football on PlayStation, man. <laughs> this, is, this is the real deal, man. You got to stay in our pocket and make good decisions, man. So, yeah. Um, Watkins is serviceable, you know, but it should have got Julio Jones for sure. Yeah, I, I skipped out on a team before, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs. We know the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And 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 they they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win thirteen games just by showing up on the field. So it's just a question of whether that line got a little better or not or something. I know they got a guy returning from the COVID thing and they had a mm-hmm. so and they added the offensive linemen, so we'll see how that goes. But I feel like the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And I would agree. I think uh, in in that Super Bowl, they got exposed a little bit. But the only thing with them being exposed the way they were is I don't know of too many teams that could implement the same game plan that the Buccaneers were able to against them. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, like you said, I think they'll be great. It's just I'm, if they run up against the Buccaneers or something like that again, how have they adjusted? Are they prepared for it this time? But I don't think there's too many teams that could um, implement that strategy. But outside of that, yeah, they'll win their 13 games, barring any major injuries to Mahomes. Yeah. And they'll be ready to go for playoff time. Yeah, they're definitely a roll-up machine. They'll they'll be they'll win 13, 14 games, and um, they will be in Dallas sometime during the season. Yeah, I look at I look at the um the Cleveland Browns, the last team in that division. I mean, I think the Cleveland Browns are kind of stacked too. It's just a question like they never seem to be on the same page, and guys get injured and stuff like that. And I would definitely say this: with the weapons that Baker Mayfield has, I I just don't think you're getting the best out of them. I mean, you got two guys that are like Pro Bowl level receivers. And their numbers look like as if they're like the, the third receiver on another team or something. So I don't know what the game plan is. Plus, you got the two running backs that they're running like a million, million times. They tough. They remember, they got um, they got the guy that Chiefs. Remember, the Chiefs cut the guy. They got him. Yeah, he got caught up in uh, maybe like a, one of those domestic uh, yeah. things or whatever the case may be. So he got released, and yeah, they picked him up. Kareem yeah, Hunt? So they, they, yeah. Yeah, there you go, yeah. They got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as the running backs. <laughs> so, and then you got to figure, you got um, OBJ. I mean, what what kind of, what else do they need to to win? I mean, you got to think. You got Landry, too, and the tight end. David you got, Landry, you got the tight end. And yeah. on defense, didn't this dude have like 16 sacks or something, or 17 sacks? Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't know. It's just they might be a team that one of those things where they either one player away or the coach might need to go or something has to change because they got the talent. I mean, who knows? Somebody was saying that Baker Mayfield might be in that same Daniel Jones, Darnell situation where if he don't pan out this year, he might be playing someplace else. So it seems like this quarterback class might be in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for some reason to me, chemistry-wise, it seems like they played better once OBJ went out. And I don't know if that's because, like you said, Baker Mayfield now didn't feel that pressure to distribute the ball where he could focus in on Landry a little more in the tight end. 
because OBJ is going to demand the ball. Um, so I don't know if that's what it was, but they seem to be a little more balanced once OBJ went out. They have all the offensive talent in the world. They just need to put it together. Yeah, yeah Jesus. They, I don't think they have an identity offensively. You got to have identity. Either you're going to be a, a, a running team majority of the time or a passing team majority of the time. And maybe they have too much talent on offense, you know? That could, that, be, that could be that, man. But uh, they need to have an identity offensively. They could be running team, run the ball 60% of the time. Or pass the ball 60% of the time. So, when you figure it out, it might be much better. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, looking at the other teams, you got Laugh. We got a division where you could pretty much run through fairly quickly. You got the NFC North. You got the Lions with golf, who will stink. Mm-hmm. You said the day perennial stinker, no matter who they draft. Matt Patricia right. experience failed. The whole thing and they, they just they just can't seem to get it yet. I don't think golf is gonna make a difference over there. As a matter of fact, they might take a step back with golf. Which is virtually impossible to go from six wins to three or four or whatever they had. I mean it's good it's really bad. Yeah. I mean I, I think the Bears unfortunately they have all the defensive talent in the world and they've improved somewhat Offensively, I'm not too 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 thrilled about their outside receivers. The receivers they have on the best, I mean, you, you know, the talent that they have there. The running back is still running back by committee, but it's pretty good. But they, at least they have their quarterback of the future. We're saying Dalton, I believe, is another guy that he may be upset because at the end of eight games, if Dalton's not on the on the positive side of the ledger, I believe he's going to get pulled too. I don't see I don't see them allowing Dalton go three and five and continue to start on that team. There's there's like rumbles around there where guys don't even really want him to start now. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think he makes it beyond that. What do you guys think of Detroit and Chicago? <laughs> yeah, I think he it up well. Um, Detroit is Detroit. I don't think they they've improved. If anything, they got worse with golf than Stafford. And then the Bears still need an offense. So I think you summed it up. Yeah, nothing good to say about Detroit, so I'm going to move on from them. Yeah. Um, the, the Bears have good defense, uh, yeah. good online. They have a good receiver, too. His one, name. Yeah, one. Yeah, they got one good receiver. One good he's, very, he's very good. Um, the players know who the better QB is. And that is the kid from Ohio State Fields. Sometimes coaches want to play safe and conservative and go to more experienced guy with more veteran guy, which is with his fold. You know, so um, if I'm the Bears, I'm going with Justin Fields, man. Well, out, out the gate. <laughs> I, I think he's a better quarterback. I think he made better decisions. I and, think so. Uh, I just think he's an all around, all around player. Period. Right now. Just, he's better right now than Nick Foles. Receivers, Allen Robinson. Right, there you go. Zach, he's a good player. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Then you look at the Vikings. I think um, the Vikings are pretty much the same. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. I think they're good enough to win like 10 games. Um, Justin Jefferson was was, was was big for them. And they got they got a good offense. They got a really mm-hmm. good offense. You know, the defense could be, you know, questionable. Getting a, they have the same situation as most teams. The corners are real suspect or something. They're real soft in the secondary. Mm-hmm. But they should be good enough to win 
or compete for that division. So that I can see them winning between 10 and 12 games or somewhere around there. So they, they'll they'll be competitive. But I just I think Green Bay is still the class of the division. They yes. look Green Bay is probably a 12 wins, 12 win, 13 win team. As long as they got Aaron Rodgers, they brought back his favorite weapon, one of his favorite weapons. You've seen that, right? I mean, I got to give him credit. That was a hell of a negotiation ploy. Like one of my conditions of coming back is you got to trade for this guy. Mm. But that's pretty cool. I couldn't personally wait to get to until <laughs> we got to Green Bay because, uh, man, that Aaron Rodgers press conference, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how, how could you basically throw your organization under the bus? Which I don't blame him by, by throwing him under the bus. I'm saying I think he did um, what he was supposed to do. But it was one of the smoothest versions of it that I've ever seen because he never really lost his cool. You know, I, I love this press conference. Um, and I think the organization, hopefully they listened to his press conference. And, and, and took note because he said a lot of things that players have been saying about Green Bay apparently for a while in terms of how they treat their players and stuff like that. So that was interesting. Uh, yeah, Green Bay could be Green Bay long average there. You know, Randall Cobb is a very, very good player. He ain't hit the same way what he to go though, but when he was in Dallas, I loved him in Dallas, so, you know, him and him want a, a better team, a, 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 a better quarterback, you know, him and Devontae Adams over there. It's going to be crazy over there in Green Bay. Uh, Minnesota, they're, they're like a Jekyll Hyde team, man. They're a team that, that, will, that, will, that will beat Green Bay and, and, and beat the Buccaneers and come out and lose to the Lions, man, next final week, man. So that's probably my problem I have with Minnesota, man, every year, man. So, you know, the talented Dalvin Cook is nice. Uh, Thielen is nice. Got a good tight end. Online is pretty good. Uh, Cousins is, is above average, you know. You don't want you don't want to throw the ball forty times, you know. So, um, but this is a Zippo high team, man. So I can't really figure them out, man. They could win ten games, eleven games. They could win seven, eight games. <laughs> That's true. That's definitely true. So moving on for football, let's let's get into the NBA drive. Oh so, man. I mean. Let's let's just let's just talk about about it in terms of picks, winners, and losers. I I gotta tell you, like for some of these guys, like I, I start off with one mind-boggling one, and you guys tell me what you think. Orlando. So Orlando has Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, and drafts Jalen Suggs. What's the plan for that one? I'm assuming it's one of those. Because I, I think the plan for them was probably to draft Barnes. But yeah. Toronto, you know, <laughs> threw that up apparently by drafting them one pick ahead. And then I think it just became best talent available. And it was yeah. Suggs. He had the biggest name. Because when, you, when you're a team like Orlando, you don't have the luxury at the moment of drafting for position, right? They don't have enough talent to draft for position. So I think they just went with Suggs um, because he was the next best talent. But all of that aside, like you just mentioned, Kanata, now you got Cole Anthony, you got Fultz, you got Suggs. Somebody's got to go. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I think um, drafting Barnes screwed them up. But supposedly uh, Toronto didn't go with Suggs because he had a poor workout with them. Wow. That's interesting. I mean, Dwayne Wade had a poor, had a poor workout in Miami, too. <laughs> look, at his, look at his career. You know, so um, 
Agreed. I would still took him. You're right. I think we hit on the head about some guys got caught off guard, which means that he wasn't, wasn't prepared. Yeah. yeah. You got to prepare yourself. Yeah. Listen, this guy don't come our way. Who we going to pick next? You know, so on. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think Suggs is, is but Suggs' potential uh, ceiling yeah. is higher than Cole Offals, even yeah. though he's got a three point guard. So, I understand. So, they did the right thing, taking the best player available for sure. So, I mean, Right now, though, you know, do you trade Cole Anthony? I right think now? that's what happened. I, I think yeah. that would probably happen because you can all, without, without Fournier, you could probably slide folks to the two. He's big enough. Right. And um, I think Cole has uh, more of a value than folks right now, honestly. So yeah, you might have a better chance. You might have a better chance trading, trading Cole Anthony, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe to the Knicks. I don't know. Uh, might not be bad though, but they did the right thing to take the best player available for sure with his own, with the subs. That's what I understand. And then you think about from Toronto's perspective of, of that is now you have Barnes with Siakam. So I would imagine Siakam's got to be on that block. They got to be looking to move on from him because it makes no sense to, to draft Barnes and then have him playing behind Siakam. Yeah. Well, so they got like, some decisions to make, I think. Bonds, Bonds could do it all, man. Bonds, yeah. is, he, he could do it all, Bonds, man. He's a real deal. He's a real yeah. deal. So, the next one, Memphis and Zaire Williams. I like Zaire Williams, but I don't think he was a number 10 pick in the draft. He might have been number 23, but not number 10. But I, I get what happened as that pick was part of a deal and all that movement involved in it. But... What do you guys think of Zaire Williams at 10? I, I mean, I think it'll be a good player for them, but I don't know about at 10. Yeah, I, I personally like them probably late lottery or early 20s, maybe. Um, coming out of high school, he would have probably been, you know, early lottery based on potential. And I guess that maybe that's what Memphis drafted him on because he didn't have a terrible season at Stanford, but I don't think he had the season most of us expected from him. And plus, I've I seen a couple of games, too, where he had a, a relatively, and I, again, I don't even know what the injury was, but he had a relatively big knee brace on, too, in some of those games. So I don't know if there was something there with his knee, but whatever it was, I guess Memphis wasn't scared off by it. Yeah, definitely a pick based on potential, for sure, without question. Out of all the picks the first round, that was definitely a pick based on potential, that's for yeah. sure. I'm going to bring up another one right now after well, uh, You know who else I think uh, it's that, that mold, Theo, based on potential? Maybe this is what Kennard is going to say. Uh, is Josh Primo, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Spurs with Josh Primo. Oh, I, I like him from Alabama, but I don't know. That, it I caught me was he, he was the 11th pick, right? 11 for 12? Yes, yeah, somewhere around the air. That, I think 12. Um, he, was first, he was fringe first round. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was like a big reach. Right, kid. I think he has a lot of a lot of talent, a lot of potential. But I di- I didn't have him going that high. That's for sure. But I guess uh, Popovich knows something we don't. But I, I did like what I seen out of him at at um, Alabama. Plus, I think he may be the youngest. Was he the youngest uh, yeah. player in the draft too? Right. So yeah, he's definitely another one of those potential, like drafting based on potential picks. So, I, I think those are the three biggest surprises that got me as far as that. And, and the, the last thing I would say is, 
I was really surprised to see the Knicks keep trading out of those positions to go further down. Because the players at those positions that they could have got, I think, were probably better than the guys they got. So I don't, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I think uh, supposedly Grimes blew him away in their in their workout. They had an individual workout with Grimes, and he supposedly blew him away with his shooting. Plus, he's a rugged a rugged defender, so he fits Tibbs, you know, mode. Um, so I had a, a feeling that they they would drive Grimes just based on hearing how how well he supposedly worked out for them. And then also with um, McBride is, again, supposedly, I don't know how his workout went per se, but supposedly Tibbs fell in love with him. Based on what, I don't know. I don't know if that was the workout or what, but Tibbs supposedly fell in love with the kid. And once I heard that, I said, McBride is probably going to be that pick there. And I think the reason why they made those weird trades to make it happen is... um. I think they also saved about two million in chains in salary cap space yeah. instead of drafting those same two guys at nineteen and twenty-one. You slid back to twenty-five and got Grimes, and then you slid into what thirty-six. I think McBride yeah. um, was picked. So they probably could have got a little bit better overall talent, maybe uh, if they stayed at nineteen and twenty. But those two players, for whatever reason, the organization seemed to like fall in love with. So they basically got who they wanted and saved cap space. Fair enough. Uh, uh, you know, guys, you know, I love college basketball. That's that's my stuff right there. Grimes is a good ball player. I love it. Grimes came from Kansas to Houston. Yeah, Grimes balled out in a tournament last year. He was killing everybody. Act Syracuse. Google that game on YouTube. He killed everybody. He's a big-time playmaker, big-time scorer. He's tough. He fits the mold of what, what Tibbs wants defensively. 6'5", got size, can create his own shot. But he's a very good shooter, man. He's he going to he get playing time, too, this year. He should get playing him, too, as well. I believe that's well. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, I like Grimes. I like Grimes a lot. I think Grimes is the, he's the Alec Burks and Reggie Bullock insurance policy. Yeah. Now you don't necessarily feel obligated to overpay those guys. And exactly. uh, McBride fits that same mold where he's just he's just a rugged player, you know, right. which is why I think Tibbs loved him. I've I seen him out there against uh, Cade, right? And he was giving yeah, Cade yeah, exactly. business a little bit out there, right? Yeah, he right. ripped them a couple of times right. as Cade was bringing the ball up, dunked on him. Even even other games besides that, man, McBride, he's a point guard. He's tough. Played with tough coach with uh, in, in, in Huggins in West Virginia for sure. So him transition from Huggins to Tibbs will be a smooth transition as far as no uh, a tough-minded uh, head coach for sure. But McBride is tough. A big-time conference, played the whole game. He, he's, he's big time. I see them ball out, man, a, a few times for sure, man. So... I'm a big fan of, of of the first two picks for sure, without question. And I was also a fan of that kid Sim too from, from Texas, man. Big kid, hey, athletic, you know. I watched him play a little bit, Sims. I wonder with with that pick, and again, it's at 58, so I, you can't really go wrong if he doesn't pan out. So what? But I I think that pick, if I had to guess, was probably just based on the combine, right? I seen that dunk where he went up and hit his head on the rim. Right. And I said somebody's gonna take a chance on this guy just based on that. Right. And also, too, guy, I don't know too much about though, the the guy from overseas. Oh yeah, he he one of, he one of those uh, stash away kind of guys, man. But the kid is young and he's playing high level uh, uh, pro ball in his home country right now. So I want some footage of him after we drafted him. I don't, I didn't know too much about him beforehand. 
Um, yeah. But I like what I seen in the footage, and I know they were comparing them to Dragic. I don't know if that's because right. they're both, you know, left-handed and, and from overseas. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can't be mad at that. Yeah, they could have going going Dragic. You, you know, you can't be mad at that for sure. You know, you can't, you can't really mad at that, man. So um, one uh, one thing, Kenyatta, another pick for me that was a bit surprising, and I, I don't even know too much about his game. But it seemed to be a potential reach was like Giddy, I think it was at six by OKC. Mm-hmm. And usually yeah. Sam Presti is great at drafting, so you you gotta trust uh, trust Presti. Yeah. But Giddy, again, I don't know too much about him, but it almost felt like a reach to me drafting him at at six. Yeah. Mm. I will tell you this, like you know, just going going into like winners and losers. I would I would say the next one because. All year long, y'all heard me say that the Knicks see certain things, and what the Knicks finally got is athleticism. So all the players that the Knicks drafted are actually really, really good athletes. And I think their roster really didn't have athletes on the roster because they were decent athletes, but not like these guys they're bringing in now. Nobody on the roster is like these guys that they're bringing in now. These guys are along the old Derrick Rose mode or something. But I think these three guys they bought in the best athletes on the team day one. Along with uh, Mitch and Obi. Yeah, yeah, mm. they're the best athletes on the team. And they needed that. You need athletic wings and guys that, you know, guys that can finish, guys that are rugged. Those are, those are the type of stopgap guys or the gap guys that actually help you win. Like I watched uh, I watched the press conference with McBride his, and they asked him about um, like Trey Young. Like, did he see what basically what Trey Young did to the Knicks in the playoffs? And he said, "Yeah, I seen it." And basically, I can't wait to put my defensive skills up against um his offensive skills. So to hear a guy like that, like a rookie coming and making making a comment like that, excites me. And I think Nilakina was is a great defender, but he gave us pretty much next to nothing on offense. Whereas I think McBride brings that same defensive intensity as Nilakina, maybe even better. Um, but he has an offensive game. Yeah. So I, I like what the Knicks did. It wasn't, um, unless you're a fan, then you may not be necessarily excited about those picks based on the names. Like you look at uh, Keon Johnson, right? High flyer and stuff like that. So even Jackson, right? Out of Kentucky. I know he was rumored as one of the picks. Um, yeah. So if you look at those names and then you look at, all right, we didn't get any of those guys. We got Miles McBride and, and and Quentin Grimes. Who the hell are these guys? But if you if you watch basketball and you're, you know, and you're a real fan, you know those guys are pretty tough and they fit what the Knicks needed. I'm going to go through some teams and, and, and we can talk about them. The Hawks got Jalen Johnson and Sharif. I would say this. I don't necessarily see it as like a huge win because there's something wrong there. Like when college started, Jalen Johnson was a lottery pick, but he dropped like bricks all the way through. I think talent. I think those guys are good guys that'll fill in as role players, but I don't know about the star caliber. So I mean, what do you guys I think, yeah, I think like I like Sharif. He was one of the guys. If we didn't get McBride, I was saying next need to go for Sharif. But at the same time. The only thing I wonder with hit in regards to his fit on it on the Hawks is it's another small point guard, right? So usually I would think about it like you want to like a change of pace, right? You bring out Trey Young, 
Now you want somebody bigger or a different dynamic there, whereas Sharif is just as small as Trey Young, but doesn't have the perimeter game as Trey Young. So I think, you know, that's a little strange there. In terms of Jalen Johnson, one of the things um, I was reading about, and obviously we've seen it at Duke, is a lot of teams question, uh, supposedly questioning his commitment. Because I think he bounced around. He left Duke early, right? Didn't finish the season there, which put up some red flags. But supposedly he bounced around uh, multiple high schools as well. He went to like three different high schools. Yeah. So I think teams were kind of scared off. Like, is this guy really committed, you know, to the game to be an early lottery pick? Yeah. And plus, Sharif Cooper needs the ball in his hands for his size. He's the ball in his hands. He's not a guy that I don't that's say he can't, though, but he has to show, you know, I guess, to uh, play well without the ball. Maybe because his size doesn't, doesn't really allow that. So, it, it, I mean, listen, he's from Atlanta, right? I think he's from Atlanta. His hometown's Atlanta. So, well, I think he'll play well, though. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, he, I think I, the, the talent is there. If he, if he get his jump shot going, work his jump shot, he's going to be a, he gonna be a problem, man. He's too yeah. quick. He, you can't keep him in front of you. And yeah. he's he's a, he's a he's a very damn good finisher, man. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a very yeah, damn good finisher. Elite, elite pass a good vision, so um, he'd be all right, you know. So he'd be all right. Yeah. Uh, Jalen guy, yeah. Well, what Rune just said, you know, I, I agree with him on that. But what I've heard and read, so well, yeah. that's kind of true as well. So, but um, but Cooper, I ain't mad at the Cooper. The Cooper pick, I'm not mad at that for sure. Sure. I think another team that quietly, surprisingly, I don't, I'm, I was surprised they made all the picks, but I think the Nets did well. I think getting Cameron Thomas that late after, you know, after trading away, um, what's his name, to the Phoenix Suns, yeah. bringing in, um, bringing in Dayron Sharp from North Carolina, Raekwon Gray from Florida State, Kessler Edwards. They brought in some some good players. Granted, they're not gonna all be on the roster when the season starts. But I, I would just looking at the playoffs last year, they could have used um definitely used Daquan Dayron Sharp to mm-hmm. rebound and block shots and have some size in there. And I think Cam Thomas will fit right in. He'll probably make the opening day roster too. Yeah, the I, think I mean they got a fine guy that could shoot from Creighton. The guy Marcus Zagrowski from Creighton who can shoot. So they got some serviceable players. They're not gonna all be on the roster, you know, starting open day, but they actually got some good rosters. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think Thomas was probably the the Spencer Dinwiddie Jones policy, right? Because Tom, the, the guy's score, right? Yeah, I don't know if he'll come in day one and be able to do that in the league, maybe. Uh, but I think that's why they probably drafted him. If I had to say so, he'll he'll provide a scoring punch off the off the bench. Like you said, they could have used Sharp for the size, another big. That's what the Nets need. And overall, we all know the Nets, assuming they can stay healthy and keep their mind right, they don't need much. No. They just need to be healthy and, and focused. Yeah, Sharp is a good pick. He, he should he should replace um, Jordan on the roster. I move on from Jordan. Kessler's a very good shooter. He may make the yeah. team. He, he's a good shooter. He's a good shooter. He got, he got length. Um, Cameron Thomas, he, he could ball for LSU. Yeah. He can play. He can play. He can score. The problem is, he he's a damn nut. That's his problem, man. He's a nut with that rock. When he get it going, 
<laughs> by him. And that's his problem. I seen this kid play. I seen this kid. He could ball. He could score buckets yeah. outside, inside. He could do with the ball, man. Fair zone shot. But when you get it going, it's, all, it's about him. So he needs to curb that and work on a shot selection, man. So, but Cameron can play. Uh, uh, that was a good pick for sure, man. So he made, he made a solid pick for sure. The Nets. Oh, one, one more, Kenya, that I want to go back to with, uh, in regards to picks that was kind of like questionable. Because I thought uh, uh, Davy and Mitchell going to to the king was a bit questionable, yeah. too. I, I, I didn't understand that. Too. I think he was surprised. Yeah, he, he didn't look too happy, and I don't blame him. But it, the fit seems a little strange because their two best players, I would say, on that team is, is point guards, essentially, right? And Fox and Halliburton. Granted, they use Halliburton as a as a two guard or whatever the case may be, but I don't know how Mitchell fits in with, with Sacramento. He's a good player, but I just don't know about the fit. This is what I think about that, right? So the Kings have a decision to make, and it'll come within this week, right? They have to decide whether they feel like they can build a team that can compete or whether they're going to break the team up. Because right now, their biggest trade asset is Fox. So if they can trade Fox for a lot, a couple of picks and the young players that they like, they'll do that. If not, I'm pretty much sure either Halliburton or Mitchell won't be on the opening, you know, opening roster. And that would be for a team, go to a team that thinks that they can win, you know, they get somebody there. Like some of those, some of those deals or something could happen. Like I can see, I can see um, Golden State trying to reacquire Harrison Barnes or something like that. I hope, uh, I hope Leon Rose is listening because I would I would uh, throw some assets at Dan- at any one of those guys. To be honest with you, Halliburton, we could have drafted him. We know that. Yeah. Um, and Fox, I would throw assets to try to bring in Fox. I don't know what the price tag would be, but I'll give you a couple of picks and Obi Toppin or whoever it is. I, I I would be a little leery of giving, let's say, a RJ Barrett maybe. Um, but yeah, he's a player that I would love to bring in. Um, to the Knicks. I would tell you this, looking at just looking at the draft, I personally think the Charlotte Hornets did the best job out of anybody. I mean, bringing in Booknight, yeah, Booknight, Kai Jones, and JT Thor with Scotty Lewis. I mean, they brought in guys. All four of those guys might be rotational players, not 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 just drafted guys. You know, Kai Jones or Booknight is gonna play right away. Yeah. The sad thing is Malik Monk is done. You know that. He's the crazy done. thing is I, I thought so too. And then I read something today that, that mentioned uh that they kinda sorta for whatever reason believe that Monk is a part of their, their young core. And I think Monk has a lot of talent, but if I'm Malik Monk, I don't know if I want to be back over there because like you just said, where where's his minutes coming from over there now? You know Book Knight is gonna play. Yeah. Malik Monk wasn't getting to play before Book Knight got there, now you bring in Book Knight a high draft pick. Yeah. Malik Monk is not seeing the court. Yeah, Book and I Knight think he should. Playing. I think I like Malik Monk. Kai Jones is playing, and hell, JT Thor may play. Well, if you look at those guys, those are the perfect guys to play with Lamelo Ball too. Yeah, he could lob it up there, right? Book Knight could create his own shot, um, and he could knock down shots, perimeter shots. So he, he could play with anybody. And then, like you said, Kai Jones, just go up there and catch it. Yeah. Game will be simple for him. Thing about it, though, is this. Is if you look at this team and the way it's constructed and the way they can move, and that, 
do they keep Gordon Hayward? I wouldn't if I were them. I don't know who's going to take that contract. Now, I hope Leon Rose is not listening because I don't want to stay away from Gordon Haywood on, on my Knicks, you know. I don't want to hear tomorrow evening, you know, the New York Knicks traded for, for Gordon Haywood ate up that cap space. But yeah, if I'm them, I would move away from, if I could find somebody, Yeah, forget about, you know, getting anything of value in return, just take them. Give me a second round pick for them. Nah, the, the, the only person doing that crazy stuff is Sam Presti. You have to give him two first-rounders <laughs> or something, though. I would leave that alone. And the Lakers got nothing. So not unless they're going to try to trade you some other scrap heap dudes off the bench. I mean, a team like, well, you know what? Yeah, a lot of teams, it's gonna, it'll be hard to do. Like, Houston might take them. You know who might take them? Uh, and I, they don't need them, but I could see potentially maybe the Nets, right? As as part of the Spencer Dinwiddie thing. So I think they're going to try to cash in on Dinwiddie on a sign and trade somehow. I would tell you what. But I don't know why Dinwiddie would want to go to the Hornets, right? He would have to want to go there in order to execute a sign and trade. If the Nets got Gordon Hayward, it would be impossible to beat Because he's not, put it this way, starting Gordon Hayward is a big difference than starting um, Joe, what's his name? With, with oh, name. Joe Harris. Joe Harris is a huge upgrade right there. If you if you got yeah, Brendan Hayward today, not Joe Harris, they'd have won the championship this year. They wouldn't oh. need to have Harden or Kyrie. Wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had to been one hundred percent. They would have won that easily. So yeah, I could see them potentially because now they're not worried about the contract, right? They're just looking to cash in on on Dimwitty's looking to move on, so using him as an asset. So I could see yeah. the Nets if they could maybe get in on it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why Dinwiddie would want to go over there, though. Their whole thing is they're clogged up at the guard spot. So now you got Dinwiddie over there. You got LaMelo Ball. You got, I guess, Devontae Graham is out, right? From him, why do I come back? Malik Monk. They got a, a, a bunch of guards over there. But the the thing with, I think the Hornets will be a exciting team and I like the way they're building their team the only thing I wonder with them is eventually you're going to have to pay people and yeah. once you start having to do that that's when I think they're going to run into some problems because you could already tell unless again barring any major injury LaMelo's going to get paid we know that Yeah. then you're going to have to pay uh, um, what's the small forward high flyer Bridges or Bridges you got to pay or you're going to have to pay Bridges probably now you bring in Book Knight, assuming he plays well, right? You already paid Gordon Hayward. If you can't unload that contract, you're stuck with that. So I, that's the thing. I think eventually they're going to be, and I, I like, uh, isn't P.J. Washington over there too? Yep. And I think he's playing relatively well too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where they're going to run into issues is eventually deciding which one, because I think they have too many young players. You know, so here's the funny part. They actually got money back this year because this will be the first year that Bismil Bomac doesn't get re-signed mm. with that ridiculous $20 million per deal. He won't be back this year. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's relief, you know. Yeah, that's relief. Jordan finally gets out of that mistake, right? Yeah, that contract is over with. Now, what about uh, Cody Zeller and the rest of those guys? They were paying a bunch of those guys, too, for a while. You know? <laughs> I think Cody Zeller might be off the books because I know they just brought in um, dude from Detroit. Um, 
He's pretty a uh, big man from Detroit with the blonde hair. Pretty muscular dude. Plays defense from Duke. What's what's his name? Um, one of those bro. He him Plumley. Yeah, they brought in Plumley. Mm-hmm. So he he's at least helpful. Yeah. But I would say that they won. There's a lot of obvious teams that that did well, like Cleveland with the one pick of Evan Mobley. I thought that was a good pick. Yeah. Um, you got Golden State who took the obvious two. You know Moody and Kaminga. Those are both two high prospects, so you can't really say they did. Detroit, obviously, with Cade, and I thought they did all right with, like, some of the guys, other guys like Luke Garza and Isaiah Livers. Mm-hmm. I thought those the guys that they picked up was pretty good. Yeah, I got and, too. But when you look at it, I got to say, in this draft, other than these weird picks that some teams made, I don't think anybody that had picks really did terribly. So I think it's, it just was like an overall of a lot, a lot of talented players in the draft that nobody just really looked terrible. Like, it did. You know, it's, it's like, you know, the Lakers and Dallas didn't have picks. So if I had yeah. to choose something that didn't win this year, it'd have to be them. But what teams really did you think really did terrible? Yeah, I think on the surface, this, this draft wasn't like star heavy at least on the surface who knows some of these kids may come in and emerge into stars um it seems to happen every year where somebody you didn't expect plays well but i think it was a very deep draft and like you said i don't think anybody did terrible i think there was some weird fits um with with teams and questionable positions players were picked in but overall i think for the most part everybody did relatively well I mean, the, the Lakers didn't have no draft picked up, but they got Mac McClung. Uh, they, they, they signed the point guard from Gonzaga or Anaya. Mm-hmm. And they signed somebody else. So they, they, they made up for not having, having no, uh, no, no draft picks. The draft was pretty good, though. I haven't really no complaints. I think the Rockets had the best draft with their picks. They did these really outstanding picks as far as uh, being a young team, rebuilding stuff from scratch again. But like Kenyatta uh, said, though, you can't really, you know, Point out one team who, who did bad. Everybody did, did, did pretty much solid at worst. You know, yep. some did you know some did better than others. Yeah, it just it just was overall pretty good, pretty pretty good for guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I just want to talk about real brief is like the the flurry of trades that happened in Major League Baseball. I got, I might as well just call it the um, Chicago Cubs and Washington Nationals um, salary dumps. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the the Yankees got the Yankees got um. I think they got got Rizzo. Was it? They got Rizzo hit a home run right away. The Mets got um Caesar right or the 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 second base. Baez he hit a home yeah he got a home run right away. Um, they Chris Bryant wherever he went he was in he home with so they got rid of a lot there. The Cubs basically team. Didn't Max Scherzer go to the Dodgers or something crazy like that? Something, Uh, yeah, something crazy like that. I know in total it was like fifty something trades. Um, but yeah, if he did go to the Dodgers, which I believe he did, you know that puts them obviously in position to potentially win it all again, World Series. So, I mean, he's on the Dodgers. I mean, not not only he get. Sure, they got Trey Turner, shortstop. He's 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 nice, Trey Turner. Yeah, yeah. He, he he. I mean, 
they, they, they loaded, really, they loaded. <laughs> they more than they more than loaded. The Dodgers, man. So um, that being said, Yankees got Rizzo and Gallo. Um, I like that. Young guys, it's going it's going to be very good for us to give us a more balanced lineup. Rizzo was already paying dividends. Gallo got his first hit today, and um, and I think with Tonga Wong, they're going to play even even much better. We have Sir Sarah uh, Savino, Savino, or Savino coming back and say, Yeah. So when he comes back with Kluber, man, we're going to be all right, though. So hopefully we get that number two spot in the wild card, man. So I don't think we can, we can make the uh, win the division, so to speak. We got six games behind, which is, which is possible, though, but uh, probably more realistic, though. Yeah, um, Craig, they end up sending Craig Kimball to the White Sox, too. Yeah, Craig, that, that's yeah. Another, great, another great trade, man, with Kimball, man. He, he lights out, man, so. Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting, man. A lot, a lot of teams going for it, man. Yep. Yeah, I think this was probably one of the big, busiest trade trade as well as trade seasons for the for um, baseball in a long time. But yeah. I, I would say yeah. this: it looked like a couple of teams, like the Cubs and the Cubs and Nationals, basically will be in rebuilding mode. They basically gave everybody away. Yeah, and they went into fire sale mode. Yeah. Yes. And and I'm gonna add too: Toronto picked up a pitcher by the name of Barrios for the Twins. Yep. He's a good pitcher too, man. So uh, yeah, a lot of these teams going for it, man. It's good to see, man. Yeah, I think I think it was some I think it's it's gonna be interesting. I think the the field after these trades kinda narrowed down, narrowed it down a little bit or something. So it'll right. be interesting stretch from we we had we had August first, so realistically we got another month mm-hmm. to, uh, to see what we where it shakes out. But hey guys, again, so Anyway, I must final words from you guys or something that is great talking to you guys. Reem, what's your final words today? Yeah, I'm excited uh, over the, the Knicks draft picks, Grimes, McBride, Sims. Uh, can't remember the other guy's name um, from from overseas. But I'm excited for the picks. I'm looking forward to see um, what value they add to the team. I'm sure they'll do well. Um, Summer League starts, I think, on the 8th. Um, which is what next week so yep. I'm looking forward to it let's go Knicks yeah listen man there's a kid by the name of Denver England England from New York uh, high school ball signed with Georgetown a few days ago <laughs> one, one of the best uh, sharpshooters in, in this class next year, next year so I'm happy about that um, and the Lakers man listen man the Westbrook trade they're gonna figure that out, man. Everybody's incorporating three-point uh, shooting. They're gonna these guys are pros. These guys are all-time Hall of Famers. They're gonna figure it out. They're gonna have more players like Patty Mills. They're gonna sign Patty Mills supposedly and, and Carmelo. Dwight Howard already already campaigning to come back to the Lakers, man. So uh, you know, everybody talk about this, you know, Westbrook can shoot threes, LeBron can't shoot threes. Well, listen, they're gonna figure it out, man. Once they do, it's gonna be a problem again, man. Okay. And for and for me, we're saying it's a big week coming up. Like Kareem said, uh, the summer league starts, but this is the NBA NBA free agency season. Got a lot of good free agents out there. You got a lot of teams that have off balanced rosters. We just talked yeah. about too many yeah. point guards, too many this. So I think there'll be a lot of movement and a lot a lot of good trades. Or something. I think some of these picks might have been picked with the idea of moving them. So it's going to be real interesting to see. We're saying right, we got to look out for that. I think free agency might start. Tonight or something like that, or whatever. It's Monday, Tuesday. 
Yeah, you know the whole midnight deal, how they were Monday at midnight. Yeah, see. yeah so, I think they, I want to say they changed it. I think, supposedly, I think it starts at 6 p.m. tomorrow. Okay. They think. changed that? Okay. So, look look out for a flurry of deals on like 601 or something. Oh, we yeah. guys already negotiated. Oh, yeah. So, looking forward to see who the, what these rosters look like. I mean, I can tell you this from liking the Spurs. We, we drafted Josh Primo. We cannot go into next year with Yaka Proto as the only big man on the roster. Right. So, I'm interested to see what some of these guys do. But, again, it's been great talking to you guys, man. Another great show, man. Yes, always. All yeah. right. Look forward to next week, man.